Would you please stand as together we join our voices in in proclaiming the scripture for our sermon today. It's from 2 Corinthians 5.17. Would you join me? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new has come. The old has gone. The new is here. The word of God for the people of God. Please be seated. There's a rumor on the streets that Christmas is over. Lights and ornaments are packed away and trees are dragged to the curb. People are back to business as usual. We're no longer in the party mood. This humbugging is back in vogue. This is January. How can Christmas be over? The child is just newborn. The song of peace and goodwill still rings in our ears. The shepherds and sages still kneel to this one who is born to us, just born to us. How can Christmas be over? The story of the gospel is just beginning. We who saw the star now live in its light. We who saw and heard Now believe. Christmas is not over. We're just beginning to follow this one who calls us now to live in the light of love. Christmas is not over. It's just the beginning. And this is January's song. These are the words of Anne Weems, and they seem so very appropriate for our worship today. Another great scholar, Forrest Gump, had these words. Don't you just love New Year's? You can start all over. Everybody gets a second chance. Second chances are seen every single day. Whenever I go and get my nails done, they always have the television on HGTV, and so I sit and I watch either a piece of furniture be transformed into something new, something that cost $5 at a yard sale is now this beautiful creation or a home that was considered to no longer be valuable or, or functional is upgraded and new life is given. I love doing that. I love watching transformation. Every single one of us hopes for better. We hope for a new start, that can, and we get a new start through Christ in a way unlike any other new start is given. We are given a clean slate, and we can begin to see everything differently as all things become new through him who was just born to us. Charles Spurgeon in 1869 said, If salvation be entirely a creation of God, if God alone can work it, what hope this ought to give to the most forlorn sinner? You see, God loves each and every one of us, not because we deserve it, not because we've earned it, but simply because he loves us. John Wesley wrote, in his notes regarding this verse that we have just read about the Christian. And what he has said is that the Christian has new life. 
new senses, new faculties, new affections, new appetites, new ideas and conceptions. His whole tenor of action and conversation is new. And he lives, as it were, in a new world. God, men, the whole creation, heaven, earth, and all therein appear in a new light and stand related to him in a new manner since he was created anew in Christ Jesus. Isaiah forty-three nineteen says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God is so very good. He grants us his grace and brings reconciliation, and we can be made new through his work of grace. He gives us a new creation, which he has made with the works of his hands. In Ephesians, we hear about how the old self is set aside and the new attitudes, the new self is put on. We are created to be like God. New creation comes with a new song in our hearts. I love the, the song that the choir just sang. That was beautiful. It was a perfect prayer for the new year. In Revelation 14 and, and in Revelation 5, a new song is sung before the throne, one that, that sings of God's worthiness, of Christ's worthiness to take the scroll, to open the seals, and to remind us that it is because of his blood that we are granted a great freedom and life. In the Old Testament, King David, a musician, loved to sing songs, and he was comforted by them, and he sang songs of worship. They weren't always rosy. Life isn't always rosy. But he would sing to God, as in Psalm 40, I wait patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud, out of the mire, and he gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. When we have a personal relationship with God, with Christ, when the Spirit walks with us, we find that new song in our heart. Through salvation and song, I believe the Holy Spirit works in, in mighty, mighty ways. If you've ever watched somebody going down the road singing, don't worry, be happy, they don't have a frown on their face. What we sing and what's in our heart makes a difference in what we translate to the world. We come before him with singing as Psalm 33 says, sing unto him a new song. Psalm 96, sing a new song, sing unto the Lord all the earth. And in Psalm 98, it sings of God's glorious handiwork, his victory. We don't want to get stuck in a rut with a song, though, and don't worry, be happy can do that to you. Sorry if y'all go home singing that. We are always learning some kind of new song, and in the same way... We don't want to get stuck in 
spiritual rep. We want to learn new things. We want to grow and we want to, just like we want to grow our, our music library, we want to grow our spiritual knowledge and our, our knowledge of Christ. The same way that God calls us to new things is the same way that he calls us to treasure that which we've already experienced, to build on that, to strive to keep alive the faith of the ages. See, it takes all of us. Each and every one of us have a role in creation and in God's kingdom. Each and every one of us brings something to the table that someone else can learn from. There are new things happening, and yet we need to hear the voices of those who have already led, that we might learn new things from them, that we might share new things, that we might grow. Stuart Hamlin is a writer of country songs, and before he became a Christian, he wrote a song called, I won't go hunting with you, Jake, but I'll go chasing women. After he was saved, he and John Wayne made a bet that Stuart would not last more than six months with his new life of Christianity. After that six months was up, John Wayne saw him and he said, Stuart, you cost me money. That's not a good thing to hear from John Wayne. He told him, he said, I didn't think you would make it past six months. And Stuart looked at him and smiled and said, it's no secret what God can do. Well, John Wade told him that sounded like a good song title, and so Stuart went home that night and wrote, it's no secret what God can do, so that he could share his faith. His life was changed, made new by the power of God. Just as in Lamentations 3, 22 and 23, we also can say these words, because of God's great love, we are not consumed. His compassions never fail. They are new every morning, for great is his faithfulness. Christ brings a new covenant, one born of love and sacrifice that we might have life. We remember it each Sunday when we come to the table, or each month when we come to the table for communion. Next Sunday we will gather and have communion, and we can remember that new covenant which he has given us. In 2 Corinthians 3, 6, he t- we read, He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not, as a letter, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Christ is our mediator. Through him we are set free by the ransom that he has paid for us, and we are granted great opportunities. But with that opportunity comes responsibility. Christ has given us a new command. In John 13, we are told that a new command is given to us to love one another. Just as Christ loves us, we must what? Love one another. General Robert E. Lee was asked what he thought of a fellow officer in the Confederate Army who had made some derogatory remarks about him. Lee made the comment that this officer was very satisfactory. And the person inquiring of him said, General, I guess you don't know what he's been saying about you. I know, answered Lee. 
But I was not asked his opinion of me. I was asked my opinion of him. He showed great love and compassion in the face of criticism, in the face of possibly ill will, and that is often a difficult thing to do. But just as God is creating a kingdom in heaven for us, he's creating a new kingdom right here, and we get to be part of that. And I think that's wonderful. Second Peter 3 Verse 13 says, in keeping with this promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. We look for that new heaven and we long for it. It's the perfect place of righteousness. Well, Christmas was just a week ago. You have 51 weeks to get ready for the next go round. I can remember, and I was talking with my parents about this, I can remember that as a kid, I would search high and low for my Christmas presents. Did anybody else do that? Glad I'm not alone. I would find them, and then I would shake them. I would squeeze them. I would do everything I could to figure out what was in there. And if I couldn't figure it out, I got to be really good at, cutting the tape and unwrapping the gift and finding out what was in there. I didn't get away with that for long. My parents figured out what it was, and pretty soon Mom had me wrapping my own gifts without me knowing it. The thing that I learned in finding my gifts and figuring out what they were, like when I saw my light bright in the trunk of the car when we had gone shopping and it spoiled the whole thing for me, just for a minute. And then when I received it, it was wonderful and I played with it and played with it and played with it. The thing I learned is that I knew ahead of time what was coming my way. Now kids, don't do this. Do not go find your presents and unwrap them and figure out what they are. Let them be surprises. But take the lesson that I learned through my own experience. Even though I knew what I had coming, even though I had an idea, possibly just from shaking a box or feeling of it and getting just a small glimpse I had such anticipation for receiving that gift. It wasn't fully mine yet. But I knew that it was promised to me and I knew that it would be given to me. And I knew that I would be able to use it each and every day. It had my name on it. Christ has a gift for us. Mm -hmm. Our name's on it. My name, your name, your neighbor's name. In this time of year in the church, we transition into new leadership. We transition and, and we rely on those who have served previously to step forward and to, and to guide those who are new in their roles. Just as each person 
perhaps knows what lays ahead of them, there are, there are gifts that can be given through each and every interchange that we have, through having the bravery to do something new, to step out in faith. It was exciting this year as um, Kathy and I sat and, and began to talk about missions for 2017 and what that might look like look like. You'll hear some more of this um, in something called the Zoe Project, and Joanne and Brooke and Victor Owen are going to um, be sharing more about that with us and how we can jump into something new that has a lasting impact that is powerful. Be in prayer for them, by the way, as they leave for Kenya next Sunday. The glories that await us as Christians the glories that await us as a church in the year to come, the glories that await us in our families, in our personal lives, defy our comprehension when God has everything in his hands and we can give it over to him. I look with anticipation to 2017. David, you came up this morning and you said it's going to be a great year. I believe that. Do y'all believe that? Amen. Amen. In many ways, God is doing new things right here. We get the opportunity to reach out to a new generation. I love it on Wednesday nights when we're in midweek communion and the lights in the chapel are rattling because the kids upstairs are having a great time learning the word of God. It's a good thing. It makes us look up, but it's a good thing. Perhaps when we look up, we can remember that that's a glimpse of heaven. In this new year, may Christ make all things new. A new you, a new family, a new church. He's already given us a new creation a new covenant, a new commandment, and a new holy kingdom. And it's all because of the one who brings beauty from ashes, hope that is everlasting, one who has redeemed the past. Forever we will sing.